is this? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, we'll wait for you. That's <laughs> uh, so funny. Sure, ring it and wait. Here, good to go. Good to go. Great. Good stuff. All right, did we do it? I'm doing it again. Hmm. There we go. Welcome back. Oh, that's nice. Good stuff. All right, <laughs> get, the, get things going here. Okay, let's see. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Late Night Playset. My name is Jay Ryan. Don't mind me while I remote the volume down here. Uh, getting used to some new stuff here at the desk. And, uh, and, and I just uh, did a Zoom call with a, with a bunch of youngsters, a bunch of kids from an, an AV uh, uh, class all the way on the East Coast. So good stuff. Anyway, my name is Jay Ryan. Welcome back to the Late Night Playset. Mrs. Ryan is on assignment. She will not be with us this evening. But we've got a great guest who will be here in just a few minutes. If you couldn't tell from the opening there, Mr. Richard Chasler uh, is going to be with us. He is a stand-up comedian. He is a writer. Um, he is, for our terms or our purposes here, he is the comedy booker for this show, Late Night Playset. And um, we haven't had anybody booked. The last person who was in was Paul Provenza. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that. It wasn't all back in the 80s and the 90s. This was just only a few months ago, but it was literally one of the first days of COVID. And uh, before, it w- before, we sh- before it was shut down, before they shut it all down. And uh, so anyway, he's going to be back to tell us what's been going on with comedy during COVID and uh, when we will be booking comedians on this show again, which I believe is going to be very soon. So check up with him. Also, he's doing real estate. He's doing a bunch of other things. So we'll find out what he's up to. Uh, we've got a – here he is again. Here he is again. Hello? Who is this? Can you hear me? Yeah, you better get me off the street quick. Okay. <laughs> there we go. All right, hopefully he'll have gotten in there. Uh, while he makes his way up through security and up the elevator, we are going to uh, do a TBT. We've got uh, an East Coast feed that we didn't get to the other day. Actually, we've got two now because we didn't get to one the other day. So let's do that first. Let's, uh, let's just start right there. East Coast feed, Danbury Chive, checking in with Steve Kaz. See what's going on this day. This is Ryan, Late Night Playset. Hello, everybody. Just want to show you a quick car. Um, we're going to try to buff this out and see if it'll get fixed real quick. Anybody want to take a look at this here? How about the hood? How about the hood? Uh, custom. Uh, how about the windshield? Custom. Uh, that's how we do it. <laughs> Ugh. That's not a custom I want. Bad custom. Gee whiz, where is it? Here we go. I'm doing <laughs> if you couldn't tell, I'm getting used to things. Things I like, though. Things I really like a lot. Uh, I'll put that here for now. Uh, okay, that was one. And then this one. All right, East Coast Feed. <laughs> Back to Danbury Chive. Uh, down at Ridgefield BMW, I think, again. See what's going on now. Roll it, Hal. Mr. Ryan, 
It's the Kazman. Staying safe in this COVID land we live in. Uh, Jim Delaney and I were just noticing we had a new lease turn in, and I figured you guys would enjoy that, you know, because, you know, it's a nice little model here. Look, we got a, look at a three series, right? It's kind of nice, right? And you know what the nice thing about the leases is that they, um, they have a wear and tear clause that if you get a little scratch or a little ding, then they, you know, they let things go right like that. So, you know, you got to look at the back. It looks really nice. So the customer, this is a legitimate story, walked in this morning and said, um, so I'm just going to return it. You know, I got a little ding on the side, but we should be fine. A little ding on the side. Oh. It should be fine. Did you, did you take a look at this whole ding right here? Yeah, that's Oh, uh, no. I think you can see that. Yep, yep. How about, how about the back? Did you see the back? Can you see that? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't worry, because it'll, it'll buff out eventually, right? Delaney, right? Buffing out? We Buff. got a little wax. We got a little wax, a little carnuba. Does a lot of little miracles. Oh, no. Can you see the contour? Contour of the door? Yeah. Lee's turning. That's what we're doing today. Staying safe. Love you guys. That is not going to buff out. That is not going to buff out. It's not. Not. Not going to buff out. What the heck? A little ding on the side. All right. Well, while we were gone... <laughs> Back to while we were in Ridgefield. Uh, Mr. Richard Chasler did get here. What's up, buddy? How are you? How are you? Stressful day. You're having a stressful day? I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, I almost killed your neighbor just now. Really? Yeah. Why? Oh my goodness gracious. All right. Uh, well, with that, he almost killed our neighbor right now because they wouldn't let him in the building. We'll hear all about it. Uh, I'm going to play. Right now, we're going to go TBT because it is Thursday. I'm going to play a little video, and then we'll have Richard Chasler in here afterwards. This video is only to, only throwing back to, this past weekend and the cars in the Canyon Car Show. Uh, it's not just the car show. It's the whole weekend. But uh, we captured it, so we're going to play it. <laughs> here we go. Cars in the Canyon, the whole weekend. Roll it out.
course I left the room. Of course. I'm coming. Oh, what'd you think? What'd you think of that at home? That was this weekend. Good stuff. Good stuff. Huge thanks to all of the folks over at Cars and the Canyon, Cars in the Canyon, and uh, and everybody else who just made it a wonderful weekend. Really, really just nice, fun, great cars, great weather, um, great camaraderie, great everything. With that, I don't need this anymore. So, uh, <laughs> Richard Chastler, how you doing, buddy? I'm okay. Do you want? <laughs> I'm okay. You want to come in? Okay. Okay, he says. I'll be okay. <laughs> He's Mr. Pink today. Who, which, if you had to be one of the Reservoir Dogs today, which one would you be? Um, uh, <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Of. You're gonna be okay. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely an I, in, I. I'm definitely you know we rolling. Yeah, you betcha. You betcha. Been a while. How are you guys? Good, man. Um. Really good to see you too. You're all properly messed up. Should I do it? Too? You don't have I to. I separated everything. So I, I, dude, I, dude, this all started. My whole mood started. Are people masking here just out of curiosity? Uh, you'd be the first. I mean, I do it to promote this particular mask um, company, but no, you don't have to at this moment. All right, I'm not sick, but I. This all started when I left the house without my actual mask. Oh God. Tell me your story because this happened to me the other day. I just, I don't. It's like become a thing, like leaving without your wallet or your phone. My masks are handmade and they're silk lined and they were made by my friend's wife and they're super cool tie-dye with dancing bears going across the top. You know, so of course they're Grateful Dead. Oh, but of course. it's also super comfortable to wear. The silk lining inside, which is really good supposedly because it's so fine it stops droplets from moving Is that through. right? It's supposed to be more effective? Supposedly. So she did like, it's double lined, one with silk, one with something, whatever. Anyway, it's super comfortable to wear like i almost like having it on my face like the silk feels nice on my face like so i walked out of the house i'm driving i'm halfway to my brother's house another story and um <laughs> and i'm like where's my mask i all of a sudden i realized like, it wasn't in the car and i'm like did i drop it on the weight of the car is it in the so now i have like that anxiety that i'm dealing with this literally happened to me. The same thing. Mask anxiety is a real thing. It happened to me the other day. And it was super early in the morning, and I was at a gas station having already arrived where I was supposed to be going. And I, and I had the panic of, wait, I can't go to this event. I don't have anything. And they're not going to have it at this gas station. Right. But is this anything or specifically your custom mask? Like, like would you be okay if you had like a fresh doctor's mask in a bag? Would you be like, oh, okay, good. I got a mask. No, but it's better than nothing. And I didn't have oh, anything. Oh, yeah. See, that for me is like, oh, it's anxiety for me. I like the tie-dye. I like the Grateful Dead. It makes me feel... This, I mean, I get it. Okay, I have it, and I'll wear it, and I'll use it when I get out of the car, and okay, I'm glad I keep extras in the car. Yeah. But, you know, it's like the anxiety of, did I lose it? So we're not talking about mask anxiety so much more of just like my personal stuff. My personal my, stuff. We, my OCD my stuff. My OCD stuff, yeah, right. That's, that's what it is. Correct. I, ah, I wish. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> you wish what? I got to move Nicole a camera. Maybe you should make I was going to say I wish Nicole was sitting there. Um, maybe she'd adjust this for me. I told her she, she should, could watch if she wanted, but she's, she, she, maybe she'll be out. That would be lovely. Um, anyway, uh, it's just an anxiety-filled day, you know. I'm trying to get uh, two things done, and it's 
very hard virtually and Zoom meetings and, you know, so I just want to go home and have 15 drinks. Are we, <laughs> are we talking about your real estate deal? I, I, I told people, you know, they, all right, I don't so here's people, Richard Chasler. We know Richard Chasler, obviously, from the comedy world. We know him on this show because he's the booker and producer for our comedy guests. Don't he's blow saying, me out. He's saying no. Uh, don't do that? Don't do any of those things? All right, I'll tell the story. Let me, let, me, let me tell the story. What story? The real estate thing? No, no, I'm, I'm letting them know. I'm, this is who he is. And then to us, he's the booker. He produces all of the comedy segments that we get to have on this show. Whenever there's a big comedy guest, not this one in particular. Right. I booked you. Yes. <laughs> I booked. Well, we booked me. Yeah. But then next week, there's going to be like, I've got guys like Bruce Valanche. You know, oh, cool. Yeah, I got some cool people that said, yeah, they'll come. That'd be so fun. Yeah, so Bruce Valanche, I used to watch on Hollywood Square. So it's going to be a good time. I wish Paul Lind was around. I'd like to have Paul Lind on the show. Ow, <laughs> Sam. Um, I loved Paul Lind. Did you say that because he was the gay guy on Hollywood Squares before? No, uh, because before Bruce I watched Hollywood Squares for Paul Lind. So when you brought up Hollywood Squares, I was like, it made me think of Paul Lind. You know, actually, it makes me think of two people. It makes me think of Paul Lind and Waylon and Madam. Why Waylon and Madam? Because they were always on there. I always just picture Waylon and Flower, Waylon Flowers and Madam. And I don't know who they are. Was that the original, the OG? Oh, sounds like somebody's coming. In the booth. With, I don't know if they were OG, OG, but I definitely... Um, Please uh, feel, look who's coming to join us. Please feel free to move that wherever it's comfortable. I just moved the camera. It's probably in your way. Doesn't, doesn't need to be. Mrs. Ryan came out to join us. So she'll be... Chad's the intern. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That's right. We have a new Chad. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, so, uh, yes, there's a little bit of real estate stuff in my life that a lot of people don't know about. And it's really because my mom's 83. That's really why. You know, there's my family has real estate. Oh, there you go. Okay. It's not like I'm Joe Realtor. No, but you do have your license. You are I, certified I, to. Yes, yes. I, I have a real estate license. Yes. And I use it mostly because, you know, my family has some stuff. So I do it. That's how it started. And then like. You all move the family stuff. Yeah. Hey. With the family stuff. Hey, I know. You know. Very nice. Um, but. Uh, She's just, look at that. She's just a floating head behind camera six. But it's cute. It's a cute. Believe me. It's, it's a cute floating, floating head. head. Ever. Um, <laughs> seriously. I mean, if I had to have a floating head, if someone were like, listen, you can't have the million dollars unless you take the floating head. But you have your choice of all these floating heads. But you got to have a floating head. I think this, these are all prizes. I'll take the, the – but we're doubling up. Yeah, it's a hell of a floating head. With the million dollars saying. and the floating and head. And the floating and head. that floating but head. But you don't get the million unless you take the floating head. But I already want the floating head. That's it's a my win, point. Win. It's a good floating head. Oh, my God. See, now I'm not anxiety-ridden anymore. We did it. Just, it took about eight that minutes. That was so quick. It took about eight minutes. Did you have uh, your vape pen or anything? Sometimes that helps. Oh, I'm high as balls. I sat outside and smoked like three quick baddies in a row. So what happened with the... Did you really upset a neighbor? What happened there? What happened? Did I upset a neighbor? That's what you just said a few, a few moments ago when you walked in the door. You said, Oh, your neighbor. neighbor. Oh, no, I was the, your neighbor. That's why I said you better get me off the street. Yes. Um, so, so I was walking up to the door. And, uh, and we all know I clearly look like a gangster... <sighs> gang member you know a ruffian a ruffian of sort certainly some category of no good nick (laughs) yeah that's right you're a no good nick for sure of some type yes 
And uh, so as I'm, as I'm walking up to the door, I'm pushing the thing, you know, to get to the R's <laughs> for Ryan. And oh. this woman is wants to, you know, is coming out. So I go, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. And like I stop pushing and I move. And she does one of these things where she lets the door open just enough to squeeze her overly plump, fat body through it, and then looks at me. And by the way, you could be nice about this because I live in a security building. So there's ways to handle this situation. She chose to handle it like this. Oh, I'm not letting you in, so you should back up and just wait for me to let the door close because I don't know who you are and I definitely don't trust you. She said all of that? Just like that. And I went, okay. I'll just dial the people I'm here to see. You're going to have to do that. And then continue to walk across the street. And that really bothered you because you were already in a, in a mood. I was already in a mood. Okay. Like, like seething Ordinarily mood. something like this wouldn't bother me. Would no, it you something like that day? wouldn't normally bother me. No, I okay. would play with it. I would have to play with it. I yeah, would, right. You work it into something. Oh, I would have to add. Oh, well, I would know. I would have to confront her but on some comedic level <laughs> right you don't get away with that right. right you don't just get to stand on the top of the building and wave your arms in a gold lame oh. suit and not expect somebody to go but why are you the king of the world maybe something's going on here and maybe she's that way because you might have seen once you got into the she's into that the way elevator no she's that way because the world lets her be that way i'm the guy uh, that's your decision that's your so you're the police now no Comedy police, pull no, over. Lenny Bruce said, I'm not crazy. The world is crazy. I'm a comedian with a scalpel for false ideals. <laughs> okay. Okay? Yeah. So I'm the guy who holds the mirror up. If you're going to walk out and be that psycho person, I'm going to make sure you know oh, that okay. I know that you're that psycho person. Because I... maybe the next time she won't be that way to somebody. But do you feel – and I don't fault any of that. I, I actually – I applaud everything you're saying and, and, and even doing. But I feel like just like that lady who opened the door who I don't know who it was, so I'm not sticking right. up for her. There is a good – there are there are different ways to do things. Right. And you didn't like her way of doing whatever. Now, do you think there's maybe another way of holding the mirror up to somebody? I usually go like this. If someone's trying to get into my building and I see that and I'm like – and like they're, they're clearly trying to buzz or whatever. I'll be like, "Where are you going?" Oh, that's two o four. Who are you going to see? That may, see you're Jim. A, okay, great. Like no, I know who lives in two o four. You're making a lot of sense, and you're saying the right things. I get that. We, for some reason, we're just if this isn't that kind of building. This is the weird building where it's like we all live in a building, but we all sort of agree that we don't. We live alone. <laughs> it's a bunch of people who sort of all just live in their own houses. There's very little traffic other than Amazon or whatever. Right. So it's a weird thing. And then you probably saw once you got in the elevator, our mail lady was just robbed the other day. So they in the building robbed her. Uh, I think outside of the building but they took her keys to the building and our mailbox and everything so they're Which re-keying is, and coding the whole place you know what's odd the woman who squeezed through the door was holding a building mailbox oh my gosh the irony it might have been her she, she might so have robbed the mail, she she, it was just a cover this whole time she could have robbed the mail woman <laughs> uh, alright so that's what happened with the neighbor it was our neighbor that makes sense <laughs> I'm making sure no drop. No, I'm just kidding. You can you can talk to her later. I will talk to her later. But you can I'm talk to her now. Still blow kisses at Chad. It's not Chad. I know it's not Chad. <laughs> <laughs>
What do you think? Uh, what do you? Uh, what do you? Do you like what we've done with the place? Does it? Look, yes. I mean, I don't know if you can tell, but we blew out some walls. I mean, the whole thing is all, it's much bigger. Here with Provenza, mm-hmm. I think that had been done. No, the because I, the computer the and stuff was there. Yeah, the that, idea for it all had been hatched. Right. Hashed, hashed. Because you were like, look what I set up for you. Yeah. I got you a, a Morty station and a, Yes. Yeah, no, I know. That's and I was like, awesome. So I remember like that was there, but that might not have been pushed back all the way. And uh, whatever you saw, it was the idea. Right. It was the impetus for everything. That was then, oh, we've got room for a lighting board. Oh, let's get a new lighting system. It was a whole bunch of shit. So everything is literally dialed in like a TV studio now. I mean, we always sort of made it look like one, yeah. but now it really is an air you, studio. And then we blew the wall out right. so, that, so that we have a whole other area over there for, uh, yes. for, for activities. You are clearly <laughs> uh, somebody who utilized your quarantine time. <laughs> this is it. We weren't doing shows, and I didn't, you know what I mean? <laughs> I Just do. like you, you weren't doing shows, but oh, you used to do other things. Oh, my God. So, are you kidding me? This, ah. this leads me to, though, I want to get to your your afternoon wine show. What are you drinking? It's not what it's called, but that's what I like. What am call. I drinking? What are you drinking? What, what am you, I drinking? With, with Richard Chasler. The funny wino. What are you drinking? We just we started that because of uh, the quarantine. Um, by the way, I have a ton of he quarantine. He just caught the segue. I, no, but I was about to say, no, I know that. And I, I got that. I was uh, I was being campy. And I was yeah. good. But you, let, you didn't hear what I was going to follow it up with. I was oh, going to say, and by the way. Uh, speaking of the quarantine, make sure you ask me how my quarantine was later on because I got a lot of new quarantine stuff. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait for it. See, I just the whole ca- I had to put the whole campiness together into one. Uh, yes. What am I drinking? What? No, I want to. Yeah, sure. But I want to know about your show. What are yes. you drinking? Oh, um, great fun. Okay. A lot of work, but great fun. What's a lot of work about it? Why? So I started this for those of you who are watching, and uh, you know you know I'm a crazy wine person. I started this wine video wine blog thing uh, called the Funny Wino, and it kind of came up because I got kicked off Twitter, <laughs> and I needed to get back on Twitter. What did you hang on? What did you back it up? I mean, we got to know why did you get kicked off Twitter? I'm assuming something political. Well, I use the word bullet in a punchline. Oh, wait, we really, talked about this last we time. We talked you were about here. this. Yeah, okay. Right. Okay. So I couldn't, I'm like, well, I want to go back on. And I got a crisis publicist. Uh, Did you really? Yeah. A friend of mine, uh, another publicist friend, said, uh, I know a guy and he's a crisis publicist. He got on the phone with Twitter and they pulled the thing and they go, nah, man. He used the word bullet. We're not budging on this one. Like, they were like, I was like, what if I was a celebrity? Big time. He goes, different story. I go, really? There's a double standard? He goes, there's about 15 standards. I was going to say it hurts, but it's true. Yeah. He goes, uh, you think that if you're a nobody tweeting what the president tweets, you'd still have an account? Yeah. There's, it's a tiered thing. I'm like, so I got screwed. He goes, yeah. Off the record, figure out a way. Just letting you know. Now, if anybody from Twitter watches this show. Figure out a way. I have not figured out a way. Oh, is it permanent? No. They, my ban of, of at Richard Chasler is permanent. Oh, they I sus- thought it was like a 30-day, 90 days. They suspended me. I appealed and appealed. Then I got the crisis publicist, and they were not giving me back at Richard Chasler. Done. Finished. At this point, then, I don't agree with the uh, the punishment far outseeds, out, far exceeds, exceeds the and I even, But at the time, if it was just a slap on the wrist, ooh, 30 days, a week, whatever, something like that, I, would, I, was, I, I told you back at the time, right. I was like, ah. And remember, it wasn't even my joke. I responded to somebody's post, and all I wrote was, should have been a bullet. That still, was it. You're still doing it. I still disagree. Just that statement to anybody, anywhere, anytime is not okay. Really? 
Yes. Well, because it's saying, what Even do you think it's saying? Good fun? Oh, if you can somehow establish that it's a joke, absolutely, I'm with you. But how are you going to prove that well, in this day and time? The, 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 the punchline was logical to the setup. And I'm a professional You're a comedian. Com- again, Therefore, so I can all of your comedians have your back. It, I can diagram it on a chalkboard in a quarter long. They all will have your. Jury. They will all have your back, and should you get your day in court, you will win. What on earth is what's going to happen in the middle? There is what, like most people, try to avoid. Right. Okay. Anyway, um, <laughs> right, I'm a so- bleeding heart. Hippie deadhead. I own no firearms. I avoided registering for the draft. I was a conscientious objector. So why are you the I'm judge an- of who gets a bullet and I'm who doesn't? I'm anti-violence. That's why you know it's a joke. Again, if you were fa- if you were Jimmy Kimmel, probably because they would know. We know it was a joke. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Correct. I get that shit all the time. So, like, yeah, if you were famous, right. we would know because we know you. So they shut me And I'm down. like, watch all 300 of my shows. What are you doing? Exactly. So they should. Did I ever shoot Matt Damon? We got no. a weekend coming up. I only bumped him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um So I uh, they, they wouldn't give it back. And I needed to get back on. And I came up with this name. Okay. And... Early on in the pandemic, I was talking to my friend Claude Stewart, who has not been on the show yet and has been, he's a... He's a comedian? Yeah, but he's been in quarantine down in San Diego, but before that, he has a writing job, a day writing job on a game show. Really? Yeah. So it's hard to get him here. Funny you should ask is the show he writes on. So it's been hard to get him here on the Wednesday. Doesn't sound like a game show, does it? Funny you should ask. uh, You know what it is. It's Hollywood Squares without the squares. You've never I'm seen so it? confused. It's just Hollywood. Have you seen the show? <laughs> yes, no, it's Hollywood. No. Really? I've seen that 25 words or less the other day. I, I, I didn't, it, was all, it could tell it was right. all scripted. No, funny you should ask. It's like a Byron Allen thing and like Lovitz is on it and they're all sitting in chairs. This, this does sound like it's right up my alley. But it's very much the Hollywood. I mean, literally, it's the Hollywood squares with... Syndicated, but, probably? Yeah. All right. So I'll yeah, find it they're somewhere. stripping it out. It's easy to find. It's on late. Um, so anyway, Claude says to me, you know what you should do? You should do a wine blog. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do a wine blog. I want to figure out how to get my wine show yeah. back on the air. Well, one thing could lead to the other. And he goes, well, you know, one thing could lead to the other. Oh. <laughs> I like this guy. <laughs> this guy knows what's up. <laughs> Claude, give me a call. <laughs> do I know how to take a lead in? <laughs> and he goes, you know, one thing could lead to the other. I go, I know, but a blog. He goes, you know, if you're ever going to do anything wine related on your own like this, like now's the time. What do you got to do? And you should do it before somebody else does. And I'm like, yeah. I'm sure there are plenty of people on the Internet talking about wine. He goes, anyone funny? And I go, no, most no. of them suck. And probably not like you. Most of them suck. And thus, the funny wine I was born. So I couldn't figure out, like, what do I do? Am I just going to drink wine and be funny? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's wrong with that? I mean, you're good at both. It needs an angle. You know why? You know, by the way, I'm really funny here. Okay. All right. Well, I congratulations. Am, no, I am. I'm funny here. You are great. Um, you are a great sidekick wingman. Like, for some reason, wow. you're... Your setups are awesome. Like, I can kick 60-yard field goals with you all day. And I don't know if it's the vibe. I think it's partially the our personal relationship, which lets me be that way. Do you know what I think it is? I think I'm a fan of comedy. Like, Johnny Carson was a yes. fan of comedy versus a comedian. And you make and it I'm easy. And I'm not a comedian. Right. But gosh, I love comedy. So 
You My job is better host. when you're good at what you do, so why would I want to swat that down like another comedian would? Well, that's why when I'm hosting, like when I was hosting Grapes of Laugh, I hated interviewing stand-ups. No offense to me and everyone I know, but for the most part, mm-hmm. stand-ups are the worst interviews. Like on Because the, they're always on, and they're Martin Short, and we yeah. want to take over. Thanks and for remembering. And you know what I mean? It's like all of a sudden it's not an interview, it's me doing eight minutes. Right. You know what I mean? And that's not interesting to me. And that's why when Nicole says, like, you are so not the same guest you were from when you started to where you are now, your comfort level is different. But, yeah, it's so much different when you can be present and have a more um, well-rounded conversation with somebody as opposed to just having to deal with somebody, you know, who... Could have gone from rags to riches. That's what I was going to say. It it turns it when you have a bunch of comics that's beat the joke all the time and it's like, well. Tiring. Thank you. But it's tiring to watch also. Is that what you mean? For the the viewer, for the audience. Dude, I mean, first of all, you need an oxygen tank because the air is getting sucked out of the room. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you you can feel the pressure. It's like I, you know, even hanging out with my friends, you know, sometimes I put like a limit on like how long or how many I can do or the activity can't be comedy related. Like let's come over and like we'll open wine, you know. Yes, we'll talk about something something else else. or watch a movie, sure. Yeah, I don't mind hanging out with my funny friends, but I need to not always have it be about comedy do your funny friends are they always on or are they able to turn it off you know i i I, I need to be able to turn it off with people not all the time but if i'm gonna hang with somebody you need to be able to turn it off well i guess then you have to define friend Uh, (laughs) that's fair that's really fair Especially when it is your business and your your craft, yeah. you know, because uh, maybe there's some acquaintances. There's you know, <laughs> a lot more like, to the can't question. Shut sure. it down, you know. <laughs> shut it down. Yeah, you know, maybe the friends are the ones who can, you know, who've multifaceted and can do a million things, and the acquaintances are the guys that just, hey, Rich, tell me if you think this is funny. I already know it's not. I've seen your act. You know. Yeah, brutal. Yeah. You know, the thing is, Facebook has provided no. a way. For me and a few of my friends to go at each other. Like, we can do that thing where you can poke. If I may, Gary. Me, uh, Gary, Josh, and and Gene. And Gene Pampa, yeah. Yeah. Gary Cannon. You you read it, right? Yeah. Well, people think it's serious. Who's the fourth one? Me, Gary, Josh, and Gene Pampa. Josh Nasser. Oh, him, I, don't, I didn't realize he was part of it. But yeah. Gene Pampa and Gary Ford, and they, sure. Right. You, they try to all be the first comments. The three of us have oh, been going at it, and it's merciless. merciless. Merciless is right, like a, Literally like a sibling. Merciless. And really, to the point, really like, mean. you have jokes? <laughs> yeah. Did someone it's tell just... you you were funny? Come on, Gary, you're too fat for another beer. Like, I mean, really, we are merciless with each other. And people think it's real. And just the other day, someone said to me, how come you and... Gary Cannon and Gene Pompa don't like each other. I go, what do you mean? Well, like, you we're guys, best friends. You guys are always putting each other down on Facebook. It's not really nice. I mean, I, I think it's mean, and I, my heart hurts for you. I go, those are my friends, you idiot. It came across that way. I are had you, to decipher you, it, though. Good, this it works. Oh, boy, you're like that. Of course. You good, like being, you like smacking people in the face with a mackerel and then letting them know that it's no big deal. If the person says, go on, hit me in the face with a mackerel, <laughs> and then you do, who and then they go, that? why'd you hit me in the face with a mackerel? No, no. I know you why, guys Who do. says that? No, Everyone no. who looks at you and goes, uh, be funny. 
Okay, so we're being funny. I mean, <laughs> all right. I mean, people on, on Facebook who are just coming across these posts. Right. Are the people who always go, how come you're not being funny? How come you're not posting something funny? Everyone thinks every post I put up has to be funny. Some of them just come across as mean because they're funny to you guys. I'm letting you know what the outside world right. sees. We don't care. Oh, you don't care? Hell no. I know as a group you don't. You, person, you, don't, you sir, sitting in this chair don't care. Fuck no. Okay, great. You All don't right. like the song Change the Station? Then we're... <laughs> All right, copy that. On friend. What do I care? <laughs> I'm having a conversation with three of my friends, okay? We're having it on my page. You come to visit my page. But you're all professional comedians. Yes, right. So you come to visit my page. <laughs> now you're a guest. I see. So it's not a public place. We're treating no, it as a private place. No, it's public, place. but you are a guest on something that you walked into. We're, we're treating it as a, as a private place. We're treating it like, oh, this is Richard's, Richard's page. It is. Sure. It's public. <laughs> I'm not trying to technicality you here. I'm trying to make people understand. <laughs> I'm trying to explain it. it. The page is public. And when you visit the page... But you treat it as though... If I were having gonna, a birthday... It's my house. I'll do whatever I want. You, me, and Nicole are having a Whereas picnic. Whereas in public, you, you wouldn't do that. You, me, and Nicole are having a picnic at a park. We're having a conversation and somebody walks up. Is the conversation public or private? Uh, well, it's just the, the it's everything just has the just changed. Okay, it's, well, we're having a conversation in a public place, and people over there might hear it. Oh, that's your, but okay. So that's my same complaint. Yeah, I look at Facebook like so. You're car. the same always, but my complaint is the same always. I look at Facebook like it's an open park. Unless my page is private and you can't read it, unless you're my friend. Yeah, that's that. Then you're in my living room. Yeah. But my page is public, okay? So you can read it, and it's like being in the park. And if you overhear a conversation I'm having with somebody, and you go, why are you being so mean? Oh, we're not. We're friends. Doesn't look that way. Well, that's So that's my point. So that person got smacked in the face with the mackerel of the, holy shit, those guys are fi- Sorry, excuse my language. Those guys are fighting. And then, uh, and then it turns out, oh, no, we're not. Everything's fine. Oh, okay. Well, no, but they don't go, oh, okay. They go, well, I don't know. It still feels like a mackerel. Oh, that's That's what I'm saying. Mm. Yeah, but we don't care. In fact, the more it feels like a mackerel, the funnier we think we are. Well, yeah, (laughs) once you've already tipped somebody over that, yeah, all you can do is bat them to death. Of course. But it's so hilarious and wonderful. At that point, like you, you then the relentlessness turns on them, and all we're doing is just heckling each other. The beauty is, but that's it. It's the pack mentality. You're a bunch of guys in this public-private room chewing on each other right. on each right. other's legs and somebody's like whoa, whoa, whoa don't fight don't fight and they're like yeah, fuck off Excuse we're not my fighting we go, yeah, we're not fighting <laughs> you know what it is? here's what it is ready here's what it is this is the best analogy I can have you're seven and you walk into your parents bedroom at 1230 from a bad dream they're fucking and oh. you think they're fist fighting Oh gosh! Can I make a better analogy? I don't we're know. We're fucking each other, it's and so much you worse think than we're punching now. each other. Understand? All right, you got hit in the face with a dick, not a fish. Sorry, dad's <laughs> dick. My dad. dad's dick. By the way, sorry for your la- sorry for the language. No, Jeez. by the oh, do, are we not cursing anymore? No, you can do whatever oh, okay. you want. I just, I just, you didn't hear this before, but right before we went on the air, I did a one of those Zoom things with a with a a, a, a class of young youngsters. Oh, like, sure, like kids, like little kids, uh-huh. <laughs> like elementary school. Oh, yeah. And they said, "Oh, can, uh, the question was posed with the teacher. Can they tune into your show? It's pretty much PG, right?" And I said, "Yeah. I, I mean, there was some cursing. I generally say sorry for my language, but we don't bleep it or anything." Right. How old are the kids? 
They were they were there was a range. They were it was a theater, you know, kids type of had, AV if class, I, so it was a range. If I to, if I said anything you never heard, I'm sorry. If I said something you've heard in the house, tell your friends. No, you're fine. <laughs> That's fine. I just told them five times not to <laughs> We are our messaging is different. It's this funny. is why my friends with kids, their kids love me. And they hate that their kids love me. I think most is that most comedians? I most comedians are, are they just they're no comedians I, in general are more honest people because they can cut they have to cut through all the bullshit like you said with the scalpel before. See, I don't agree with that. I think most comedians are full of shit. If you ask me, I think the majority of stand-ups you see on stage, in fact, in fact, I can sit in the back of a comedy club with you. I know other comedians and I we've said this. I can watch somebody set with you and tell you when they're lying. Oh, well, I mean... I can do that. I can literally but, tell you, ah, that's not true. That joke never happened. Or they change it. I, you, I can tell. I'm telling you. I, I believe you. Yeah. I mean, that's, and I that's think, what's in you. That's your own intuition yeah. and experience. And I don't... I, most comics... Look, it's the Achilles heel of... In this particular art form to be able to get the guy off stage on stage. That's the Achilles heel. It's the hardest part of the art form. Really? Hands down. Can I ask you why that is? Because it seems like it would be easy. You're just talking about somebody else. But the stakes are different. When you're off stage and you're funny and you're writing jokes and you're watching Mitch Hedberg and whatever and you're writing jokes and you're telling your friends and you're hanging out and you're actually kind of funny. Yep. Okay, and you might even go do an open mic, and you might do okay, or you might eat it. Yep. Okay? That's not the guy off stage when you go on that stage. It is very hard and takes a long time to be able to iron out all of the... um, I don't want to use the word inhibitions because it's the things that create the inhibitions, Okay. Yeah, but you're talking about how long it takes to actually find you and yourself up there. Is that what you mean? I don't like using that term, find you or yourself, because there are people who go on stage and do an absolute act. How's strip off all the layers? How's that? It takes time to strip off all the layers. If you're that kind of artist where you want to be that guy, yes. But there are guys who we can talk about comedians who are strictly an act. You know when they're on stage, and that's their thing. Gallagher. Seinfeld. You, Seinfeld. All layers. Yeah. You know what I'm it's, saying? It's the generation before the current generation. But, it, you know, I started in 86. Seinfeld was, when Seinfeld walked into the improv, you were like, Seinfeld's here. You know what I mean? Like, there were only a handful of those major headliners back then, like, nobody was even really getting TV deals yet. Those holding deals hadn't even started really. That's like just the beginning of it was like the late 80s. Um, But for me, I was never comfortable being that, hey, how you guys doing guy? Right. You know, and that was my struggle for 15. You can do it ironically like I can. But it's not who we actually are. No. And anybody who thinks that's who you actually are, they don't get it. But I'm telling you, the first 15 years of me doing stand-up, we could be talking right next to the stage and whatever it is. And the minute they say, hey, Rich Chastler, and the minute I get on stage, hey, how you guys doing? I thought you were saying it was an art form to be the guy on stage who gets the guy off stage on stage. I'm saying that it's... You know my next guest from The Tonight Show. (laughs) No, I'm saying the Achilles heel is to be able to get the guy off stage who you are off stage 
on stage. <sighs> That's what I was you saying. You said it just fine. I just prospectively looked at it from the other way. I oh, I'm sorry. No, you said it just fine. Oh, you to- you you thought I meant actually I hosting you, I, the show? I was too literal. By I the way. The guy who's got you, the offstage guy on stage. You want to know something? Not only were you not being too literal, you're 100% on to something because there's a perception with younger, up-and-coming aspiring comedians Ooh, this is going to be interesting uh that emceeing or hosting <laughs> take some notes i got a minute take some notes here <laughs> this should be done in one second you know those blue pencils go all over la ah, they're go. my drumsticks in my car <laughs> i have about 30 of them in the car that's where they all and are. i drum with them all the time in the car so there's this thing and it's you know, people think a lot of these young aspiring comedians think that hosting or being the MC is the shit spot on the bill. I bet they probably do. I'm like, oh, that's the job I'd want. <laughs> well, it's the hardest. <laughs> really? Totally. And it's the easiest way to get funny faster than all your douchebag friends in the back totally of the room. Agree the with easiest you. way, you will always write more material than your friends. But if you do the job correctly, that's the thing. And the misconception is people think, hey, what's your name? Where are you from? They think that's called crowd work. It's not. That's host work. Crowd work is something else. But if you do that for a year, you'll write more jokes than all your friends. Your riffing will be sharper because the job of the host is not to go on. See, these guys go on stage and they jump right into their set. Right? Oh, and then they're just so, becoming one. Of, they're not so, seizing the opportunity. Not only they're not seizing the opportunity, they're so dumb. Yeah, I'm going to use that word because you know you're not thinking about <laughs> your fucking art. No, I get this. Ah, I see it. I get worked Let up over this. I, dude, you would. It's the same thing if somebody like ran a portion of a wall because they just thought it was funny. Ah, that guy. That guy is eighty percent of the young aspiring comedians. I know. Every time I it's see you, you get more, more bitter about it. nails on a fucking chalkboard to me. And they go on stage, <laughs> and rather than warming the crowd up, how about warming it up for themselves so that they really so compelled to have to get to that material because it's the safe place for them, at least warm the crowd up for yourself. Don't go on stage and just work to an icy, freezing cold crowd. I couldn't agree with you and more. Think that you, and then walk off stage and go, hey, Killed. For me, what I don't get is they treat it as like it's five different three minutes. But it's and not. it's not. You get to build you have the opportunity to go up five different times in one set. So it ends up being like you can build a rapport, you sure. can be the guy you can be the guy who is between them and you guys. And that is a magical, powerful position if you know how to do this. It's okay, on a on a on a showcase show, as opposed to being actually you know me, I don't want to do stand-up. I would love to host a night. So on, love it. I'll set that up for you. We'll Thank make that happen. You. Done. I on will, a night you're performing. Yeah, right. I, you'll definitely, I'll, I will get you a hosting I'd one night it. and we'll, we'll write a few jokes for you. But you don't it. even, you'll just go on stage really and just work the room. That's what I used to do when just I was hosting the, the burlesque shows and or just beauty work the pageants yeah. two separate Only times. keep your clothes on this time. The burlesque, it's not interactive burlesque like the one you used to do with the I may not be interested in anymore, no, okay. mind, yeah. Find another video. Um, yeah, no. The smart host would go up, work the crowd, bring on the first act, work the crowd again. Who? Wh- wh- where is anybody from? Work that. And by the way, when you're working that, you're if you're funny in the riff, you're going to be getting laughs. Right. And if you're smart, 
your tape recorder's running, so you'll get those jokes, and then you file them away for any time somebody from Rhode Island or whatever, whatever the thing is, okay? But you've got jokes. Right. Right? Then, when, before you bring up the third guy, when you come back up, do some of your material. You, but now the room is warm. You, was that? Are you? Was that a little bit of dice? No, I'm just saying. Hey, no, oh. I'm just saying. No, I wasn't even thinking about dice. I'm just saying. You know, hey, I'm, I can be from New York too. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it was just New York coming out. All right. Um, but then, then you've got a warm house. They've already seen two comics. Yeah. They already know you. So yeah. you're gonna crush. You definitely want them to like you because the first they, one, for God's sake. Gee whiz. Of course. they keep get, coming back up. So when you're hosting one of those shows, like at the Improv or whatever, and there's 7, 8, 9, 10, 12 comics on it, those showcase shows, yeah. honestly, that's a lot. your job is not to do your act. Your job is just to literally make them feel like they're sitting in your living room. You are a facilitator. That's your job. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And be great at it. Yeah. And it's your show. The tone of the show, the pace of the show, the vibe, all of it. It's you know, all, I love that. It's all on you. You could set the tone to be hard and edgy if you go up and fuck the audience up early. and then every, Yeah, or you can make a down comforter for every comic coming on. It's really your show. So the audience is going to respond that way. But these I'm going to have to do it more than once. How do you not understand these things? It's like they take the whole art form. For granted, they just think, well, they said my name, I'll go on, I'll deliver these half-written jokes and then tell everybody I'm a comedian. Do you think that's part of it? Do you think, think it's, it's just generational it. and they think, oh, this is easy totally. and I wrote a meme, I know your meme thing. I mean, it's just that. Generational. So wasn't like that when I started. So, because our grandparents said the same thing about us. Like, you guys don't work hard, you don't, you can't, you know, you're, you're not tough. Okay. All the things they said about our generation. Well, yeah, but we none, of, none of that was down. really fair. <laughs> Let's really equate it. They would say... This rock and roll music, oh, that's yeah. not music. Right, quit smoking the reefer. You should be listening to Sinatra and Benny Goodman and, well, but were and they wrong? Bobby Darrow. That's okay. They, they weren't wrong. Those rock and roll musicians were trained musicians. Some mm -hmm. of them went to Julia. You know, these are guys who 50 years later are still impacting culture and social Okay. Agreed, because they had what was before them. But these young aspiring comedians have not, they don't know shit. They're not asking questions. They don't, they think they know because of the internet. But didn't we teach them that? No. Our generation? No. I didn't. All right. My generation? I don't know what your generation <laughs> did, but my generation didn't. My generation, we had, it was different. There were only 12 open micers in the whole city of Los Angeles, and we had access to everybody. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean just in comedy. I meant like in life in general. Yeah, you're right. That's if you just parental. Yeah, fine. But I didn't even get it from my parents. My parents, uh, this has nothing to do with my parents. This is all self-learned. And I got lucky because I got a job when I was 14 at this place with mis misfits that were all 24, 25. Misfits? Yeah, 1979, a place called the Wiener Factory in Sherman Oaks. Oh, and we talked about this. Yeah. We, so I got lucky. But you always related. Oh, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, right. I was just saying I got lucky. I, got, I was surrounded by really intelligent really irreverent people and that spoke to my listening you were always uh exactly you were always relating more to the adult always Ki kids older than you people older than you the parents yeah. versus the other kids i was never turned on by kids no me too not stimulated right mm -mm. even as a little kid i would always ride my bike down the block to eddie valente's house now eddie was about 17 oh and he'd oh it's like, gonna be a story i can tell he'd be like fixing his car <laughs> in the driveway and shit you know yeah that was always more interesting to me than just hanging out with fucking, you know, nine-year-olds. Well, sure. 
Plus, I mean, working on cars in the driveway. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> See how I clammed up when you went, oh, it's going to be a story. I, I figured, all right, I'll let you carry this then for a second. <laughs> no, I don't care. I'm here every day. It's easy. I know. Uh, um, comedy during COVID. We, you started your day. show. You started your show. Uh, fucking comedy during COVID. It's you have you performed. I know of at least one time. You've perf- one time. Is that it? The one over at the at the park. It. I've done these Zoom shows. Yeah, how is it? Hard to find the energy in the room. <laughs> it's just not. I fell asleep during one on camera. Probably. Oh the, yeah. Did you see this? No. The, the single most embarrassing moment of my entire show business career happened in quarantine on zoom <laughs> no you could pants me in front of the queen with helen mirren standing there i wouldn't be half as embarrassed as i did my set and like a good guy like i stayed in the room with the other comics to support and i had it was a long day my dad is sick he's in palm strings i'd driven back and forth uh-huh. that day and i was just exhausted Sorry. and i was high and so we're just sitting there and all of a sudden it's just like I fucking nodded out on the Zoom, right? Now, I didn't know I nodded out, but I nodded out. When I woke up, the show had ended. Oh, no. I woke up to the, you know, the Zoom screen thing when it it all signs out. And I was like, I literally woke up and I saw and I went, no, 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 bring it back. No. So did you miss your performance? Oh, no. I had already done my set. I was just hanging in, supporting, right? And I... I that think, is that's crazy. That's like waking up in your Tesla in the garage. Well, I knew it was going to be bad. It's my buddy Adam Hunter's show. I got. I'll get Adam Hunter. I'll get Adam on the show. He'll be great. Has he done the show? Did we have Adam on? Is he a big enough name? No. I don't know. Adam's done. I'm just Adam, kidding. No, Adam's <laughs> totally good. Kidding. He's a great comic, headliner, and really funny, and lots of great energy and a good interview. Good. And so the guy who get hosts him in here. the show for Adam, his name's Nikki Paris, and I know Nikki, and he's a fucking snide, funny. No holds barred, totally like me. Honest as the day is long. Mackerel to the face. Mackerel to the fucking face. And I know Nikki. I went on fucking line. I went to Facebook because I knew, and right there, right fucking there on Adam's thing and on Nikki's thing, and everybody was a snapshot of the Zoom room with Rich Chastler fucking nodded out. And you, they, oh, they threw <clears> me <throat> under the bus hardcore. And I looked at that, I went, oh, this is not. I remember a couple of years ago, and Baba Bowie fell asleep on uh, on Howard Stern, oh, you know, in the chair in his yeah. office, kind of thing. The same thing. You know, if you're bad. not in the room, in the energy, it's not that... By the way, that proves my point. It's hard to get the energy through... In fact, it's impossible to get the energy through the little uh, zoomy zoom. How are you dealing with quarantine? Like, are you Our life it? isn't any different other than we don't have somebody sitting here every single day like we used to. Right. But other than that, our life isn't different. We ha- already had to do this. Everyone else is, was freaking out for the first couple of months. We were like, <laughs> all right. Oh, right. Should I get talk showy for a second? Please get talk showy for a second. Oh. You know, we've had some good talk show people here lately. Okay. Well, I mean, Spike Ferriston, right. Madeline Smithberg. Right, I saw uh, that. Uh, well, one you know, of course, because you got him here the first time. Gabe, Gabe Abelson, yeah. yes. No, all of a sudden I feel like, you know, i got to tell you, I've been in quarantine so long. hey <laughs> How long was it? I feel like an OJ juror. Oh, that was a good, they were sequestered forever. That was actually the joke like, is oh, I've been sequestered so long. I, that's actually how I deliver the joke. I feel like an OJ juror. Now I know how Anne Frank felt, except she only oh. had to worry about the Nazis. I have to worry about everybody. Oh, that's good. That's good. 
Everyone else is doing the size of the room for her, but that's that's great. <laughs> the size of the room's too easy. No, I know it's good. That was worried too about easy. Nothing. I'm worried about everybody. <laughs> oh funny. my god! And I'm single <laughs> in COVID. This is very hard for me because you oh, know. Answer this. I am single. Well, before that, did you? Mm, ah, fuck it. I'll get it. Oh, excuse my language. Did you used to? I'm uh, sorry. I am. I am. They know that. I hope they know that. <clears throat> Authenticity. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. Now he's Pee Wee. I'm wa- sorry. I wanted to know. I'm oh. sorry. I'm not sorry. Pee Wee didn't sound like that at all. That was a Muppet. Mm. That was Frank Oz. Uh, Grover. That might have been Grover. That was Grover doing Pee Wee. Oh, now I get it. I hear it perfectly. One. That's the count. <laughs> no, the count is one, two, three. My friend had to count with Grover on Sesame Street. We haven't finished anything tonight. Not one single thing. I love it. I want you to be here once a week and we'll just do the tangent show. That's, all right. We riff well. We could. Yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm funny here. This is what I'm saying. You want to hear some some interesting news from me? And now Gary would be, that's great because you're not funny anywhere else. Like that. He's in the comments, actually, Will. That's hilarious. Uh, no, I, I, you're a... You're a uh, well, we'll, yeah, we'll save that for another day. That'll be a big announcement on the show. I found out something interesting about myself recently, and it's a it could blow the roof off the dump. It's a very exciting story. I'm not a prince. I'd like or to hear it, but we might already know. Just so you know. No, oh I'm no, I'm oh. straight as an arrow. <laughs> How have you been eating in quarantine? Have you been uh, cooking or ordering yeah, in? I, no, I cook. I cook. I mean, make something every right. day. Yeah, yeah, I'm cooking too. Like everyone, like I didn't order in. No kidding. For like the first. February, March, April, May, June. I think August, I finally ordered in a pizza. And that was because I saw on MSNBC, they had like a medical expert going, you know, they were talking about the safety of eating and blah, blah, blah. And the guy says, look, if you're worried about ordering food in and the guy cooking your food has COVID and sneezes on your pizza, when you get the pizza, when you get any food, put it in the oven for 450 degrees for five minutes, it will kill whatever on there anyway. So I was like, really? I can order food? So I was like so excited I ordered a pizza. Like I had not ordered. I was, I've been cooking. Yeah. I lost 18 pounds. Yeah, you look fantastic. I was going to say that before, but I didn't want to. Uh, we've got under everything Embar- else. No, I lost 18 pounds. Yeah, I got my popcorn game under control now. I, I Googled how to make good popcorn, you know, because I love popcorn. They did said you co- used to eat too much of it? No. Why I just, did you have to get it under control? No, now I'm making really good popcorn. Oh, I see. Yeah. You've refined and your own technique. I Googled it, and they said you have to use coconut oil. Oh, that's everybody knows that. Oh, I didn't know you could cook with coconut oil. What do you do with it? I, I thought it had Wash one use. What is it? We, oh, God. Are you serious? Do you mean something sexual? I do. This is definitely not PG-rated. Oh, are kids watching this show now? Well, only tonight. Okay. Oh, just because we did that thing, so they may have tuned in. Hi, Dave. You know that whole thing. Hi, kids. I have done shows for children before. You know, parents (laughs) will be in the room, but I've worked shows for kids, kids shows before, and I always ask kids the same question when I first start, just to you know let them know that I'm one of them. And I always ask them, you know, um, how many people have ever heard mommy and daddy say a bad word? Okay. Right. Now, right right now, the kids watching are raising their hands. Yes, we are. Oh, now they're laughing because they know we've heard mommy and daddy say a bad word. So now when we say a bad word, they go, just like mommy and daddy. Oh, all right. Now there's an assimilation. We've got to get these kids out of the comedy clubs, though. (laughs) (laughs) It's way too late for that. Uh, I miss working so much. I am doing a gig, though. Okay, let's promote it. I don't know where it is. Oh, 
But I'm doing a car show in November. Are you kidding? No, I'm doing my first drive-in. Oh, I see. A car show. I thought you meant a car. I thought you meant a car show. I'm like, why are you? Oh yeah, performing at a car show. Over here, we have a '72 Impala. Um, (laughs) Hi, what's your name, Bob? Bob, I bet you want to win this car. I sure do. How many jelly beans are in this jug? That's every car show I've ever been to. The old jelly bean in a jug to win when a car. My brother and I, my, my brother and I went to like the New York car show once at like the Felt Forum, Madison Square Garden kind of thing. The Felt Forum. And uh, it was, that's, it was all was these a, women. The pool, pool place. Uh, look at this. Here, I'm on your Instagram. Is there anything on here that you wanted to talk about? Mm. Or did I just ruin your pool story? No, you don't ruin anything. What are you doing? Getting your glasses? I have them somewhere. Did I drop them? Oh, well. Um, let's see. Anything you want to talk about? I'm just asking well, you if there was Well, the funny wino, you asked me about that, and we haven't really finished it, so I have no problem going back to it. Let's talk about the funny... So the funny, funny wino, wino, basically, is um, me picking a different wine or wine region because I, you know, I like the wine. What? Just like this here. There you there go. There you go. We won't be able to hear that, but there he is. That's me. They and uh, I don't know what I'm talking about there, but I am wearing my friend Tommy Booth's hat. Wine boss. Tommy Booth is the wine boss. He owns a winery up north named Pepper. Pepper Wines. So if you want to buy his wines, wines, go to uh, go to wineboss.net. His wines are amazing. And I met him when I was on the road with Swartzen last year at Red Rocks. Oh, Colorado. He, he makes He's friends with the guys in the band... Pepper. Oh, the band Pepper. You know them? I mean, I've heard. Uh, but I've they're like a reggae, a rock and roll band. Well, he's friends with them, and that's why he named the wine Pepper. That's awesome. So anyway, I might have been reviewing his wine. But basically, I go online, and I just talk about wine or wine regions. Once a week? Twice a, once, twice a month? It started as once a week. But the thing is... I actually have to do research sometimes. Because, a lot of work. Yes, it's yeah. a lot. It, it takes me two to three hours to put together the six or seven minute thing. Just now, to produce the six or seven minutes. Now, right? that's only one problem. The other problem is I'm so lame that I don't know how to edit. So I have to get it in one take. Oh, I, wow. I have... <laughs> Nicole is literally dying right now. <laughs> I can't just do it and then just then fix it in post because I don't know how to post. I mean, I was there that way at first, but I mean, you can... I mean, I'm, right. I'm literally... You know how many times... Sometimes I'll be like, I'll be halfway through and fuck it up and i'll be like oh no gotta stop start it again sometimes it's like eight or nine or ten. Oh my god well you that's not sustainable it's not <laughs> well i've done 18 of them already <laughs> no but it's not sustainable you can't do that every week well that's the thing that would take you that would take you like two days well no it's just uh it just beats you up because you start at seven and then all of a sudden it's nine thirty, and you're like oh finally Seriously, you know, but that before the seven o'clock was really like five thirty, making some notes on the grapes and stuff like that. That's five thirty to nine. So what I've really stopped doing though is is writing jokes. 
Yeah, fuck that comedy thing. No, when I started, I, if you watch them, so the first one's like a minute and a half. The second one. Oh, you like, mean on the show? I thought you meant in life. No, with no, I was writing jokes for it, and I couldn't make them funny. Then I just realized it was funnier to just riff them. I, no one needs to. <laughs> Gary and <laughs> Gary and Gene are just like we don't even need to write this stuff. He's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, it's gotten so ugly. I mean, really, it's gotten so ugly. Don't ever let me sign up for a mission to Mars. That's where we were going to send you. Ah, oh, we ruined that. the big surprise. Oh, that. gosh. All right, well, let's see. We've, we've probably, I don't, we've, this stays full now since you've been gone. I don't know about that. So that works. And you then, got a bubble machine. Yeah, of course. And then we've got this here, which, of course. We got the bubble machine. The, the radioactive steam. Been pushing that a lot. I there. love the radioactive steam. <laughs> Been pushing the buttons a lot. That's later. good. We got to push buttons. I, th- I made do sure. We have, do we have the footrest that slides? Do no, you... that was Johnny. Johnny and then. Uh, uh, Dave didn't put the footrest no, that slid out. That was no. Johnny? Yeah. Johnny had it. And then uh, Rosie O'Donnell had one on, on uh, the show I worked on, the Rosie uh, O'Donnell talk show. Oh, Rosie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Don't mind me. So they say now a second wave is starting. Did you see this on the news today? This is it. Here it is. Holy crap. Look, it's Put your mask on. We're going to go. No, they literally said, yeah, there's a new second wave starting. Here we go. The second wave is starting. And uh, I mean, look, I got to be honest. I don't mind. I'm living in drawstring, New York Giants drawstring pants. Like that's, I I literally went. Oh, because you don't have to leave the house. I went online. I bought two extra pairs. From the, the guy I bought there, 100% cotton, like no polyester, so I had to, you know. And um, so now I have three pairs of them. That's pretty much all I wear all the time. And everything to me, shorts, are heavy. If I put on a pair of shorts to just go, it, they're heavy. At least everything fits. Everything fits. I mean, that's nice. Everything fits. Yeah. I fluctuate up and down depending on how much Little Debbie's I want to have this week. Um, the peanut butter bars? Oh, I love those. Those oh. Nutter Bars things, whatever oh. they're called. Those, You're joking me? Two nutty, nutter Butters the, the, or whatever they're, they're, they are? The, those Little Debbie Nutter Bars, whatever they... It's, uh, it's those really are, something. Those are... Those have it's taken It's like Reese's, the, piece, Reese's uh, uh, Peanut Butter Cups mated with a Kit Kat. It's like a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup... Uh, yep, mated. 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 I, I heard it. Sorry, I don't know where it came mated from. Mated with a Kit Kat. I was taken by the fact that I put us on, uh, on uh, we're on a split screen up here as though we're on Zoom, but we happen to be sitting, you know, six oh, feet apart all from you did was other. put me on alert not to curse in front of the kitties. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, the Lil Debbie. Now, <clears throat> for years, you couldn't get them here. Really? Oh, because I grew up with them like you probably on the East Back Coast. Back East and the Midwest when I would be on the road, like I would stock up. Oh, really? There's What's f- your favorite one? Is it the Nutter Butter? Those Nutty called? Bars. Yeah. Yeah, that's like... They are just called Nutty Bars, aren't they? I don't know, but those are... The, the- Swiss cake roll for me was, that was what got me into it when Well, I was that's a, a yodel. It's different because I don't like yodels. It's different. They taste different. Yeah, they're good. No, I'm not lying. But to me, that's like the yodel. And oh, I, it is like a yodel. Right, and sure, I yeah. love yodels. Now, there are people going, what's a yodel? Nobody's saying that. Well, you think everyone knows Drake's cakes? They're only in five states. No, I think everyone knows yodels. How? Those are only in five states? Five is that, states. Is that true? Yeah. Who doesn't have a yodel? Wasn't it on Seinfeld? Everybody. No, what? Ding dong. Ding, ding dongs or ring dings. Isn't that also and the I same company? And I hate ding dongs. No, hostess. You got me. It's Hostess. Yep. 
You're right. Hostess I makes was all that, the crap. No, you're right. I all was the gut. Susie Q's, Hostess. Twinkies, Hostess. That's crap, but I like those orange cupcakes. That's my favorite. The, the yellow, Hostess the orange. Those are Hostess are orange. orange. Right. That's my favorite. Um, but Drake's makes the yodels, Devil Dogs, Yankee yeah, Devil Doodles. Dogs, they can keep the Devil Dogs. The Yankee Doodles. I don't like that one either. Coffee Cake Juniors. Uh, oh, okay. Well, but... Because of the big coffee cake. That well, was on Seinfeld. The Drake's, Drake's coffee cake The Drake's was on coffee Seinfeld. cakes because those chunky cinnamon things on top. People from the East Coast right now are going, oh my God. Wait I a second. Drake's makes yodel? Is that what you said? Yodels. Drake's. Well, so that's why I'm right. I'm, people know it from Seinfeld. Well, yes, but that's the only way you, like, in other words. Oh, it's the only way. You, only from Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough, man. It's not like when you watch the Seinfeld show and he goes, well, I want a yodel, George. Yodels <laughs> popped out of the TV and the people in Kansas City got to try one. Well, no. Five states. Oh, I see. Do New people... Jersey, Connecticut, New so York, you, New Hampshire. Do people know how they taste or do people know how good they There's are? There's no bad way they, they are. would know how disgusting the whipped beef fat cream that... in the Hostess products that they eat. As opposed to the real cream just in... Steam roll, just steamrolls. That is a different thing. If right. you are saying that, then I can agree with that statement. But simply, oh, they wouldn't know about it. How would they know about it? I'm answering Seinfeld. I humbly stand corrected. <laughs> because they probably do quote Seinfeld with like the yodel and the soup Nazi and all those New York... Buddy, you know local, they, Yes, you, you, you know they must. You go way more places than I do. I mean, But you watched Seinfeld and I didn't. Oh, I did, yeah. Yeah, I was I not a Seinfeld guy when it first... I mean, I watched it, but I didn't really care about it. Uh, I was the same way until almost the end when you couldn't avoid it, and then like right. everything else, I just joined it. Well, like, the I finally Sim- watched Titanic. Simpsons started around the same time as Seinfeld. Oh, I don't think... Is that true? 89, 90. Oh, that is true. Yeah. And I like was addicted to The Simpsons. Like, well, for the first... was it standalone already or was it still Tracy Ullman? Well, I, from the Tracy Ullman show, The Simpsons came on right around 90. Yeah, okay. 89 or 90 is when the show launched. I yes. love that Tracy Ullman show. Oh, so did I. That was just... Such a good show. Go, go home. Go, go home. Get, go, get, go. Go home. You know, she sings one of my favorite songs. Get her in here. From the 80s. Oklahoma? Tracy Ullman. What song? Did you know she had a hit song in the 80s? Come on. What song is it? It's called um, They Don't Know About Us. Paul McCartney produced it and actually appears in the video at the end. Oh, she's British. Sure. Yeah. Were they friends? Maybe. Well, she was a a famous uh, comedian before she got that show, right? I was just a kid who discovered her from the show. I discovered her from the show, too, except when I went, oh, Tracy Ullman, she had that song in the 80s. No way. You put it together? You remember that? It was a huge song. Yeah, the chorus was, you could pull it up. Pull it up. You pull it up. You pull it up. I don't know where my glasses are. Oh. You're the one who wants to see it. chair ate them. No, but she had this song. My chair ate them. They don't know about us. They never heard of love. I have heard that. I think I probably would have thought it was Tiffany or something. Right. It, it, sound, it was Tracy Ullman, and it was a top 10 smash hit worldwide. That's amazing. Right. So she kind of started writing her own ticket, I, I wonder if she knows about yodels. 
I bet you she can yodel. I bet you she can yodel. <laughs> she can sing. She used to sing on that show all the time. She had some pipes, so she probably could yodel. Massive talent. So talented. So, like, massive. Do you do you remember that show well enough? Like, oh, you remember you the, the bit? Some of the sketches were so funny. What I... And so smart. She was so smart. Do you remember how Homer used to sound on yeah, the Tracy be, Ullman show? Before he changed. Hey, yeah. boy. Still Dan Castellanata. Dan Castellanata still did him. But he wasn't this guy. Right. You know, hey, boy, he was like this. Even when the show started on Fox, he was still a little different. Oh, the it took first, time. The first two or three episodes was very still um, edged out like the Tracy Ullman a little bit. Then all of a sudden, they just hit this thing. Yep. About halfway through the first season, it was just like zoom off to the races. I, I tell you what, it was the t-shirts. Once they fucking put those, again, but sorry about my language. Once they put those t-shirts out, all of us kids had the t-shirts. Ah, and it, it, was, and it was like, and it was on fire. It became, we have to watch this show. We have on to be home. We have fire. to do it. That's a nice watch you got there, buddy. The Nixon. Is it? Yeah. It's very nice. It looks big and beefy. I, I, like, big, about I like big, chunky watches. Yeah. A lot yeah. of our viewers do as well. Car guys are really into the watches. Seriously. I'm so happy to be back here. And I'm so happy to be putting shows together again for comedy. Me too. Here, yeah, I really am. Me too. Um, I think the car show I'm doing is November 14th. Okay. And you will be able to find it on all of my stuff. Uh, social media, all my website, social media, all, stuff. all my website, my social media. It's all at Richard Chastler, except for my Twitter. <laughs> Twitter. Which is at Funny Wino. <laughs> oh, that's why you had to do that. So don't say bullet in your punchlines. <laughs> they really owed you. I didn't know it was permanent. I feel bad. I feel bad because I, the whole time I was always, you know, I was always sort of on the, well, you shouldn't, you know, but I didn't realize it was a permanent band. I don't, I don't feel that that. It just that that doesn't the seem punishment fair to didn't me. fit the crime. No, you know, I really, I, I didn't think so, and I really should not talk about it because somebody might hear it and go, "Oh, he's not allowed to do that." <laughs> I hope not. Well, they were very specific. They were like, "Don't try to open a new account. We'll find it, and you will be banned again." Oh yeah, once you're banned, you're banned. Oh my gosh! So when somebody tells you find a way, like just change your name and all that. Good grief! What a pain <laughs> in the ass. That is such a pain in the ass. It doesn't need to be that way. I know. Uh, I've got uh, some business here. I should tell. Oh, I just had my mask on just a second ago. Let's see. We'll... <clears throat> we oh, go. look at that! Here we go. If you happen to find yourself in a part of the world where you should be wearing a mask right now, you see somebody who isn't wearing a mask right now, you could say to them, "Hey, you need a mask." ShopHunziker.com. That's what we did. All sorts of great automotive art on masks. And for those of you actually wondering, the truth is we're about six feet apart here. Uh, I'm not sick. Jay's not sick. But we actually are, you know, I wouldn't hug him or breathe on him or anything like that. And I take my masking seriously. And there's two (laughs) people in the room, not 30. That's right. You know, so uh, just, yeah, everybody just put the mask on and vote. There's that too. Yeah. Uh, and also, I should uh, allow me to bring my attention over here to that billboard in the skyline. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> remind you that they say all that separates men and boys is the coverage for their toys. St. Clair Insurance has coverage for your toys. What is in your garage that would require insurance? Uh, an ATV. Uh, <laughs> That's exactly right. A snowmobile. Yep. And maybe, maybe a Briggs and Stratton mini bike. <laughs> 
You can totally do that. You can insure all those things, all those toys. And they can do it for me? If you have a boat or a jet ski. They can do that? Or an RV. Can they insure my RV? I want to know. Can they insure my RV? You should go to coverageforyourtoys.com where they would be absolutely delighted to talk to you about insuring your RV. I'm going to say then, since I'm a guy who likes his toys and one of the producers on the show, I'm going to have to call St. Clair Insurance then. Yes. Because I have toys. There you go. And by all means, uh, even if you are a Haggerty customer or already have existing insurance, you can move those policies over and have a rep through coverageforyourtoys.com. And it's the same price. In fact, Haggerty uh, 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 suggests it. I bet the lovely it. folks at St. Clair Insurance would probably make it easy for me or anybody who has toys to move that insurance from their current carrier over to St. Clair Insurance. That's right, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> You're so good at this. You're going to help us sell some insurance. It makes it fun. Uh, and then, of course, yes, you couldn't help but notice that they did put up the uh, the billboard there at the skyline across the street. Dude, we're doing it, very good business for them. They they built they bought that building. Literally, right it's there. a Bentley. Yeah. I mean, the building's a Bentley. Not bad at all. <laughs> Got that. St. Clair Insurance. I like it. Not bad. What, uh, what Other than your show that we'll have to keep tabs on closer when we get there, um, what... Are you going to continue to do the wine show? Can we, can we watch that tonight. on YouTube? Tonight was a stressful day, believe me. How do they find that? What's the YouTube channel? Uh, the YouTube channel is my Richard Chasser YouTube channel. And I'm trying to get the name changed on it, but it's currently Oscar for Me, which is what I made it when I first started it 100 years ago. Because you're so grouchy. No, because I want to win an Oscar. No, because you're so grouchy, subliminal. I'm so grouchy. Oh, Ooh. Oscar the Grouch? You, I'm not yeah. grouchy. No, you don't think you are. It's different. <laughs> Two different things. <laughs> I can be grouchy. I don't think I'm grouchy by nature. That's right. And to you, it's not grouchy. But to some people, it's a mackerel to the face. <laughs> you, you know, get it now. If, I you lived, get it now. if I lived my life handing out uh, fish protective face masks to every human being, <laughs> I'd have no time to say anything and offend anybody. And if you can't offend someone through art, then your art failed. That's true. I definitely agree with you there. So. That was a weird lesson, too. And I feel that that's probably something you, you have to come to when you're going. How far was it? when you Hey, first, how when you, you guys doing? Thank you. Okay. You, you know exactly what I'm getting to. How long was it for you before you started realizing that stuff? And realizing it yeah. or when I could employ it? No, realizing it so that you Day started. One. Oh, really? Yeah, I knew right away that what I was doing was disingenuous. Oh, I yeah. just so couldn't you, okay. well, fix I, it. I was Yeah, I had that for like I still have it really. There was no way. I mean, I knew when I first started doing stand-up comedy that I that Lenny Bruce was like a like I loved that guy. I loved the movie. I loved Dustin Hoffman playing Lenny Bruce. I liked all of that because for me there was something about speaking up, speaking your mind. Yeah. When like in school I got in trouble for speaking my mind, you know? So I yeah. knew that I that was part of who I was. I was editor in chief of the school newspaper. I wrote things about like the Beach Boys getting banned from playing on the Washington Mall uh, on July fourth, yeah. right? By James International Watt. Mall, right. So instead they hire Wayne Newton. Is that true? Yeah, it's a true story. They went with Wayne Newton? In uh, 1981 or 82, for the Great Mall thing in July 4th, the Beach Boys were scheduled to play. And James Watt, the new Secretary of Interior under Ronald Reagan, said... I remember. James Watt. The Beach Boys... James Watt. Great Carson. (laughs) James Watt uh, 
canceled the Beach Boys because, quote, that rock music is going to bring and is associated with a bad element. Yeah. So instead, he brings in Wayne Newton, who (laughs) performs 360 nights a year in Las Vegas, a town built on gambling and prostitution. Well, yeah, I mean. Which was the predicate for my, um, that, so I used to write about shit like that, even in high school. Like I knew I had some stuff to say. But the minute they said my name and I went on stage, that turned into, hey, how yeah. you guys doing? Yeah. I was acting like I thought a stand-up comedian was supposed to act like. It's and a- it took 50, well, it took me about three years to stop doing that. That sounds right to me. Just to stop doing that. Yep. Took me about 15 years. Uh, it took me about three years. Then another 12 to be in a comfort zone where I uh, didn't feel encumbered by anything any longer. Meaning you wouldn't bring whatever was going on with you out on stage emotionally? No, meaning I would bring everything going on with me on stage. Oh, interesting. Oh, the divide of who you are on and off uh, went away. Yes. Oh, that's good. Yes. and it Well, is one- it good? Is it good? Well, it is. If that's the kind of artist you are, it's fantastic. Okay. I don't like fruit bowls and waves. Right. I'll never have a picture of a fruit bowl or a wave hanging in my house. Nor will I ever make art that is a fruit bowl or a wave. You know what you don't like. We definitely know what you don't like. I know what I don't like. Yeah, it takes a long time for me to find out what I do like. I'm willing to search for that. But I Mm, know what I don't like. And complacency is what I don't like. And fruit bowls and waves are very complacent. We went... All over the place. I know we did. And I'm not sorry about any of it. I, I really enjoyed all of this. I, we didn't finish anything. I feel like we opened 40 different cans of worms. I'm great with all of it as long as you are. Oh, I'm fantastic. All right. You feeling and good about And I can do this again? When I can do this? What is it? When I can wrap my foot around my leg like that? Oh, I see. That means my weight is good. <laughs> oh, I see. I, do it again because I missed it If in I the could shot cross there. my legs and get my ah, foot behind my double, ankle on double. the other leg. Yeah, like that. The Twizzler. Yeah. We call that the Twizzler. Yeah. Because <laughs> that means I, if I have to sit and coach, I can. You know what I mean? Like, oh, is that what it is? <laughs> oh, I hate it. But yeah, I haven't been on a plane in eight months. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't ever want to get on one again. We talked about that. We're like, we yeah. probably will never fly again because she can't walk anymore. Like, so it's a wheelchair thing. Like, we'll probably just, when it comes time to, be somewhere else we'll probably drive there or you will be in a position to go private oh wow all right that'll be nice <laughs> thanks of i course. appreciate it that's awesome well what's the why i don't understand what the conversation was that'll be very nice to be in a financial position to fly private whenever i'm looking forward to yeah that. that's the whole thing i'm that's looking forward to the it. whole point right i yes and okay. you have a seat on that plane yeah. obviously as well it's and not a dream it's a reality i can't that's wait slowly being moved towards it's true. Yeah. You're right. I mm-hmm. appreciate it. I love you. Back at you, man. Uh, I love you at home. Is that and it? Are we done? in the gym. What? Is that it? Are we done? I think we're done. I think, are we done? Yeah. You, people know how to find me. <laughs> Richard Chasler on go. all the things. On all the things. You saw and, the Instagram uh, and the YouTube. We're if you're in you LA, your show. If you're in LA, come to the car show November 14th. I don't know where it is, but it will be someplace cool. I think it's in the Valley. That's right. Yeah, I think it's 35 bucks. It's a car comedy car. show, though. It's not it's, a car show, right? R- no, it's like 35 bucks per car. You can put four or five people in the car. It's literally, I think, it's a drive in movie out on Vineland right. here. And there'll be a thing in the, the screen, and I'm going to be performing. In- Just for our people who are car people, it's right. not a car show. It's more of a drive in experience with right. comedy. It's a car comedy. It's a comedy show with you sitting in cars. 
That's what Lest it is. Unless they all polish their cars and show up at this thing and they're upset when, whoa, are they going to turn the lights on and turn this stupid movie no, on? No, this is more like here in my car, I can listen to jokes, ah. I can honk on the horn oh, when man. I want to say laugh in cars. I'm so That's glad. I'm be. so glad that we got to that lever. <laughs> that was the lever. That was the lever. Uh, well, Gary Newman deserves a place somewhere. I mean, it's not my life, but I'm just saying somewhere. I hope that you had a good time in the new late night playset. Phenomenal. I love being here. You didn't cry today. We kept you in good spirits the whole time. I feel like this was a win, win, win. There's nothing to cry about. That's right. There's no crying. Talk to me November 4th. Oh, well, that's good. That'll be an interesting time. It'll be an interesting time. Um, Thank you. Richard Chasler, I just love you. I think you're fantastic. Thank we're going to follow you. And then we're going to book some great comics. Oh, and yes, people, absolutely. I'll have some great names starting next week. We'll have the people trickling in. The, the last one here was Paul Provenza, so yeah. that's a big name. That's pretty good. Man. Uh, tomorrow, we've got Good Vibes Breakfast Club. I don't know where we'll be. I have to look at the maps and everything else once uh, once we get out of this studio. But uh, we will be meeting someplace tomorrow, uh, 9 to 11. Either I don't think it'll be new. It'll probably be Group B again. Whatever. We'll see. Uh, or Plan B, whatever it's called. Uh, and Tuesday, we're back with Tori. So Tuesdays with Tori. We love everybody. Have a great weekend. Please love one another. And we'll see you out there. Good, buddy? Good. <laughs> Nighty night. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I hope you had fun. Yeah, I needed this. No. I was driving <laughs> over here grinding my teeth. I just had a knockdown drag out with my brother over the that was like, like, like things that I can't deal with. No, I wasn't bringing that. You said we were out. You said good, say, buddy. I said good. I didn't good. say anything. I said, where are we good? <laughs> You're cutting that. How? Cutting it from live? Oh. Oh, well. <laughs> I think it's legal. I think you're okay. Kids? Yeah. Kids, go to bed. <laughs> kids? Kids, go to bed. <laughs> when you said good, buddy, I thought that meant we were clear.